Hello and welcome to Whose Song Is It Anyway, a podcast with me, Dr. Hayley Bosher, co-hosted with Jules O'Riordan. Hello, I'm Dr. Hayley Bosher. I'm a senior lecturer in intellectual property law at Brunel University, London, and I research in the area of copyright in the music industry. My name is Jules O'Riordan, aka in DJ Guys, Judge Jules. I am a specialist music and entertainment lawyer partner at Sound Advice in London's King's Cross and uh, dare I say, quite an active artist and DJ. And I'm Niklas Molinder, uh, a Swedish <laughs> a Swedish guy, uh, <laughs> a songwriter and music producer. I've been uh, in the studio producing music for 20 plus years. And um, But f- for the last nine, ten years, I've been more focusing on making sure that crea- creators get paid and credited when their music is used around the world. So I founded a company called Session, uh, and I also think it's really important that creators get the education they need to uh, really understand what's expected from them and what they need to do to uh, get their music registered properly. So therefore, I'm also the founder of uh, Music Rights Awareness Foundation and uh, the collaboration with the UN agency WIPO in Geneva. Uh, and uh, together with WIPO, we have formed uh, the consortium called WIPO for Creators. And WIPO Creators is um, an initiative uh, to educate creators all over the world about music industry structure and how their contributions to a song is linked to the data and to the identifiers and why that's so important so everyone can get credited and paid. Uh, And I'm very lucky because um, both Session and Music Rights Awareness Foundation, my partners are Max Martin, the great, great songwriter and producer from Sweden, and also Mr. Bjorn Olveus, uh, the the guy from ABBA. So um, I'm in great company. So yeah, that's me. Amazing. So um, Nicholas and I were both at the same uh, Ivers mini conference a few weeks ago, and you presented about session and I was like, you have to come onto the podcast and tell everybody about this. So we will definitely uh, talk about that. But just before we get into what session is and what it does, you mentioned a second ago about the identifiers. So I think we should explain to anybody who maybe doesn't know, like what the identifiers are, why you need to know them and, and how it relates to how an artist or musician or songwriter gets paid. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to do that? Yeah, you go. We'll we'll chip in. <laughs> yeah. So um, in the same way as we as individuals uh, have social security numbers uh, to identify us when we go to the bank yeah, or when we do stuff where we really need a unique identifier, uh, not only the name, because there are others out there that has the same name as you, um, we need to do the same thing in the music industry. And therefore, the music industry uh, internationally use actually the same identifiers. And there's three of them that are individual for you as a person. And then there's two uh, identifiers representing the music you create. And the five, they are IPI. Now we're getting into the acronyms and we need to live with this because there, the music industry is filled with acronyms. And so we start IPI. It stands for Interested Parties Information, and that is the unique identifier or, say, social security number, so it's more easy to relate to it, for songwriters. So if you're a songwriter 
you need to have an IPI number to get anything paid from the music uh, you write and uh, uh, put onto the market. There are exceptions, uh, uh, so-called buyouts, but if you are in the normal uh, royalty-based system, you need an IPI. And publishers also have IPI numbers, so that's for songwriters and publishers. And when songwriters create what's called a musical work, the unique musical work as an ISWC, an International Standard Work Code. Uh, And this can be a bit confusing, but see it as a score sheet. Uh, A musical work is nothing you can listen to. It's just gathered information about which songwriters and which publishers that created a specific title and the melody and the lyrics. That is the musical work. And then when we put sound to this and what create what we call the recording, we get an ISRC, an International Standard Recording Code. And that is the unique uh, identifier for each recording. And the recording needs an underlying ISWC, a musical work, to exist because we need to record something. Uh, and, and the ISWC and ISRC together is what we in normal and especially the consumers called a song. That's the combination of the two. And to make a recording, we need performers, producers, uh, uh, people doing contributions in one way or another. And they are identified in the m- some parts of the world, especially Europe, with an IPN identifier, uh, International uh, Performer Number. Uh, and that is a unique identifier for everyone that do one, uh, one type of contribution that you can listen to. And if four wasn't enough, we also have a fifth one, and that's called ISNI, International Standard Name Identifier. And to simplify the explanation of of that, it's like ISNI is the umbrella for all the four others. Uh, Your individual identifiers, the IPI as a songwriter and IPN as a performer, they are all linked to your ISNI. And also you can trace in the ISNI also which uh, ISRCs and IP, uh, ISWCs you've been part of. But So that's kind of simplified, explained what the five identifiers are. And as a creator, if there's any creator listening to this, to not be aware of this, it's compare it going to the bank without your ID and your social security number and think you're going to withdraw cash. You will not get cash. And that is exactly the same here. If you don't know your identifiers, you will never get paid. If you don't do buyouts, because then you don't need them. Or if somebody on your behalf doesn't know it at the very least, I guess. Yes, yes. Yeah, if you're in that position. I mean, I know it's not like maybe the most riveting stuff, but it's so important. Like you said, it's like you need it's as important as you know a bank card if you are trying to get paid but it is a lot right isn't it like having to manage all of this stuff or if you're doing that as the manager or as the as the artist so obviously that can be challenging and it's not it's not even that weird to hear of artists and performers who don't know that these things exist and they need to uh, know about them so it's not um it's not necessarily as common knowledge as you think it uh, should be so how does that all of that background information that we're all good we all understand that now um relate to and the challenges with that like why did that lead you um to making session in the first place like what what was the inspiration around that so first when i uh, uh, as i said in my introduction i'm a songwriter and producer and i i've been in a studio for so many years and when I was in, I mean, I know how it is to be a creator. We we love to be in the studio, and we just care about what comes out of the speakers, you know that, and and that is what we should do. But 
The funny thing is that we're, as creators, we're also the ones that scream, shouts and complains the most when we don't get paid properly and when we don't get our credits. So here we have a big value gap because we, on the other hand, want something and on the other hand, we don't give a shit. So this is, uh, uh, so that was the reason for, for me to create Session. Because we're, when we're in the studio, each time someone walks in and and do a contribution on the song, uh, could be as a songwriter or a performer. It's so important that we as a group now, because now I'm saying that we, we're more than one person in the studio creating music. Because if, you're, if, just, if it's just one person, it's much easier to... to because we can all relate to just one person. But as, as soon as it becomes two, and the, the thing is that on an average song today, it can be like 10, 15 as normal, uh, and now I'm meaning not only songwriters, but also performers, and sometimes it's even more. And the complex situation here in the music industry is that from that moment on, it's so important that everyone involved knows the so-called identifiers for all the others, but even more important, referring to the same identifiers for the musical work and for the recording. Because if we, in the end not can link everyone, all contributions to the so-called ISWC and ISRC and the link between their musical work and their recording identifiers, we cannot find the people who created the music. And to ask this by, of, of the creators and say in the studio, hey, can you please share all this information? It will not happen. And uh, actually, I don't really think we should put that on the creators to do that. But today, hey, we have technology. So... I came up with a solution called Session, which first, the first thing is when you create your account, because Session is an app, but Session is also an, 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 a desktop application that's available on all the so-called DAWs, on the recording softwares, the Pro Tools, the Logics, the Ableton, the Cubase. So it's so easy to access when you're in the studio. Uh, so when you create your account on the Session platform, we verify your identity so we help you find your IDs and verify them once and for all and when they're verified you don't ever ever have to think about them again and then when you use session in the studio you get into the studio and phone to phone or phone to uh, to desktop uh, computer you just scan in uh, and and so the the engineer just brings up a session on the computer and brings out a QR code and you take your phone, scan that QR code. And then session's purpose is to just identify you with the identifiers and boom, then you're linked to uh, the musical work and the recording. So and in the background, the purpose... Just, just sorry. So if I was to take, does that exist on every part of a, of a track? So if I was to go away and be remixed my identifier would sit there as metadata on the parts as well as the, the master recording. Yeah, it, that's an interesting question because if we do a remix, it's still going to be the same musical work identifier, the same ISWC, but we're creating a new recording on that. So it's going to be a unique combination of identifiers and Session helps everyone involved to make this right. Uh, so to simplify the, the, the purpose of session is that all five identifiers should be assigned, linked and matched before the first commercial release of a song. 
so everyone that needs to find you, the, your publisher, your society, your PRO, your your PRS or your PPL uh, or whatever the name your organization has, they can find you and pay you out. But even more important, that the streaming services out there can credit you so we know who you are and what your contribution was so we can give you your credit. Because without this... We, it, we, it will not happen. But just take names, for example, if we use names. I have a letter in my name that you guys don't even have on your keyboard because I'm from Sweden. I have a really funny A with a ring on top of it, and you can't find that on your keyboard, so you cannot even write my name. So therefore, the identifiers are so important. So that's the purpose of session. But since I know that we creators don't give a shit about this type of admin and identifiers, to the, what the creators see is a collaboration tool. We provide really great uh, features that help the creators during the creation process, like lyrics, audio storage, uh, uh, the split negotiation. We have a super nice, easy-to-use split sheet, for example. So the creators see Session as a nice collaboration tool, but in the background, we make sure that we know who you are and link you to the song. So, I mean, I guess um, a question that's begged by all of this, because I've got a strange life history of being a sort of creator music maker and all the rest of it and then becoming a lawyer and for the and I now do both but for many of my much of my life I was only a creative and throughout all that time I really I didn't matter how many hit records I had I just wasn't that interested in any of this whereas as a lawyer now I couldn't be more more interested in it how do we persuade because how do we persuade creatives to have at least the base level of interest to kind of get over the starting, you know, to fire the starting pistol so that they understand the importance of all of this, even if they don't want to learn the absolute detail. Why ask me? You're the perfect person to answer that. You just explained the transition. But it's so funny, but I agree with you because in the studio... We don't care. We just like... and But see it this way. What The only way... You know, I... When I try to convince creators why it's so important to know, uh, to be more aware of data and, and, and make sure that you identify yourself, it's like, imagine if making music was the same thing as work as a waiter at a restaurant, for example. As we create a treat our admin side of our profession would be equal working as a waiter don't really know the name of the restaurant you're working for, don't know the name of your boss, don't give your boss your account number and never ever given a, a time report for when you've been there working and then th- expect that you're going to get money on your account uh, at the end of the month. That's exactly what we creators do. So creators, even if they're passionate of for creating music, they need to see it as a profession or a part profession and they need to treat it as a profession and and they need to be a bit more aware of the admin and sometimes it's very complicated uh, if you dig if you dig too deep down in how music administration uh, is and if anyone who's interested in that i really you know go ahead learn as much as you can but at least identify yourself and make sure that everyone you work with know who you are by your identifier and capture as many identifiers from from the people you work with and make sure that your publishers, your managers and your labels get hold of that. Use Session or use pen and paper or use any other of the creator tools out there, but just care a bit more about your admin. And it takes you a couple of minutes of, of, of a full day session. So it's not time consuming and it's not hard.
I like what you said as well about um, session provides, and and you demonstrated this at the at the conference. The the application and the software is also a creative tool that you can use in your songwriting. So it, in that sense, you've cleverly appealed to the creators by giving them this epic tool that you know um, you mentioned before about um, having the thing where it, you can see who who's editing and writing lyrics and and it's all in real time and that kind of thing is really useful, right? Um, and you have everything in one place, so like I can see the appeal with that, and I kind of feel like it's a very clever way to engage with creators whilst at the same time, you know, honing in on this point of like the real benefit of this uh, tool is actually uh, your identifiers and learning that, you know, that admin side. And I agree with what you said, uh, Jules, as well, that you don't need to know all of the detail if unless you're really interested, you, but you do need basic knowledge about and understanding and a basic level of engagement with your exactly like i really love that kind of analogy of like working at a restaurant and not giving them your mm. bank details so they can pay you it's just <laughs> like <laughs> yeah and jules do you think that all music music creators also should be music lawyers to really learn <laughs> learn how it works <laughs> uh, no i i think one of the one of the things that i realize you know with the benefit of hindsight the benefit of having been in this industry for a long time and had the benefit of knowing many other really, really successful musicians quite quite closely over the years, is that actually the, almost all the super successful musicians are very business savvy as well as being great creatives. And they might do a, a certain amount of delegation of those business necessities to others, but deep down they are uh, very capable in, in on the business front. And it never more than, now more than ever, do you need to be the absolute complete professional where You've just got to be good at everything. And one of those things is being switched on uh, about this side of things. So I think that um, my my sort of message when I, and I go out and lecture in, in various different environments, but, but my, my message, especially when lecturing to younger creatives, is precisely that. Don't think that you, getting a manager is the, is the be all and end all. You can kind of palm all that stuff off, off on a manager and just be creating because you need to be that kind of all embracing, very business savvy um, great creative, probably to get the manager in the first place. So I think this, I mean, I think this is super valuable. Uh, and I feel like a bit of a, dare I say, a bit of an idiot. My attitude, my attitude of yesteryear was prior to being a lawyer was a bit silly that you, you, you just have to concentrate on that now. But I think it's, I think it's now more than ever because the, the competition is so much, uh, more, uh, uh, numerous. I mean, the, the the quantity of records coming out, the quantity of the the conveyor belt of talent, the conveyor belt of uh, art moves so much more quickly now than it does even five years ago, let alone ten years ago. That you've just got to be great at business because that's such an important element of it. And to to provide a one stop shop to do that to facilitate a really important part of it is 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 really good news. Mm. And. And I still think, as I said before, I think that the, uh, even if you're 
your intention is not like to have music as your f- full-time job, which I think the ma- majority of the creators really would like to have. But even if you start with music as a hobby or s- consider it as a, a very valuable thing, you know, consider it as a, a profession and, and do whatever you do in or other situations where you, where you do a job for someone. I mean, in the end, you want to get paid. If someone is using what you created, you want to get paid for it and credit it. And to do that, you need to just provide some information. And you don't have to be a music lawyer just to understand. It's, you know, it's it's not that hard. It's not, you know, you can just do it on the top level and make sure that everyone knows who you are based on your identifiers. And it takes just a couple of minutes. It doesn't take so much time. And what we're saying now is also important to highlight that uh, not in any way and not on the session platform or, or any other platform, we're talking about forcing you songwriters to negotiate a split in the studio. This has nothing to do with forcing uh, songwriters to, to negotiate a split in the studio. As long as you know who all the other involved are, we can solve that downstream later. But if we don't know who everyone involved is, then we cannot even find each other and negotiate a split when there's money on, on waiting there for us. I am... Um... I'm glad you mentioned the split form, though, because I do think that that can be a kind of scary, contentious issue for creators, especially when when they are in the position of having to negotiate the split. So do you want to just talk a little bit about what the platform provides um, in that sense? So as a songwriter, to get paid... one penny for your song you need to agree with all other involved songwriters about how we as a group are going to share 100% because the musical work that we are uh, we just created together it's it's 100% and if we we have one zero one point percent over or under it's going to be a conflict or a dispute we need to agree on 100% nothing more nothing less and it's so. I've been in the studio, so in one way, I, I totally understand the songwriters because it's a challenging situation. You know, you've been working all day long, and uh, and, and at the end of the night, you you more or less so happy. You're dancing in the studio, maybe drinking a glass of wine. Who knows? Uh, and then bring up like, oh, how, how should we divide this hundred percent between us? It could be a vibe killer. Um, and I don't say that uh, you need to do that. In I, I think the best way would have been if you, transparent, open and honest, can look your uh, fellow co-writers in, in their eyes and say, how do we split this? It's in an equal split. Or actually, it's my beat and my melody and you added lyrics. Is it okay if I get 60 and you share? Whatever. You know, it's no right or wrongs. It's just humans that needs to negotiate about depending on what everyone uh, contributed with. If you if you cannot do it, if it's a vibe killer in the studio, do it the day after. And if you can do it in many ways, phone call, text message, whatever. But session provides an, a, a really easy, transparent, easy to use, transparent um, split sheet where you just suggest what you think is the appropriate split for this song. And everyone involved and their publisher and their manager will get your proposal as a digital notification on their app or wherever they use session. And you just say accept if you think it's a good way to split. And then we make a timestamp for that people really accept the split. If you don't, we de- never take no for an answer but because there's no answer. Then you need to propose your 
split, what you think is the most appropriate split. And then we provide this going back and forward if people have different opinions until we get to a point where we agree on 100%. So, But as a songwriter and a publisher, please be aware of that no money will be paid out until you agreed 100% on a musical work. Uh, then the money is going to be uh, be held uh, by your uh, your societies, your your PRSs, because they need to know how they divide 100%. I love it. I think it will be super useful. Um, firstly, for some people who don't want to like have that awkward conversation. But also, it's just so it's almost like I can't believe it's taken this long for someone to do it, because it's like the era that we live in. It's like, some kind of it's like ebay or something but for for songwriters you know mm-hmm. like let's uh, yeah. negotiate uh in a really straightforward way and what i want to uh, just add to this that uh session is free you you don't as a creator you don't have to pay anything for for using it uh and how we earn money is that we provide storage because we you can in the session platform you can store your audio files and you can store other things as well that uh, like uh, you can back up your full uh, uh, logic or proto session and we're also adding some really cool features that you can take photos and videos from in the studio uh, uh, during the creation process that then can be used for uh, uh, credits later on uh, downstream but so we give you five gigabytes for free and we don't ask for your credit card, just download it and use it for, for the data purposes. But if you want to use Session as your main backup uh, solution, uh, we then charge you for storage over uh, over five gigabytes. It's a super small fee. Uh, uh, we just charge 75p a month for, for up to 50 gigabytes, and then we charge a bit more. So it's a very... Uh, uh, I think it's the best way for for creators to, as a low cost as possible, to store store uh, store their audio files and their uh, their files. It sounds like many of the things that um, I wish I'd had throughout my artistic career rolled into one. And, uh, and it's I we one of the things about this podcast is that we and the reason dare I say it, that Haley and I work as a, as a bouncing off each other is that um, I view intellectual property copyright from a very sort of practical we are using it perspective and and Haley is an academic but at the same time there's what use is academia unless you can actually apply that as well and and this is a this is a fantastic application of everything that we we are interested in it's it's valuable it's made but it's also educational so yeah really appreciate you joining us thank you so much for that I mean as I said it's uh, what I'm what I and, and I should say what we have my me and my partners created is something that we needed ourselves and and uh, so it's a, a by creators for creators kind of tool and uh, yeah and I really appreciate the opportunity to, to spread a word about it so uh, and I always say we don't say that session is a the complete uh, tool uh, we want to hear what users thinks about it and I love to hear what people like with session but I more prefer to hear what they don't like because then if we get that information we can change the platform so it works really good and uh, there's some really cool updates and collaborations coming up uh, shortly, uh, which also means that you can use Session to get the music out in the world uh, to different platforms. So stay tuned because there will be a lot of new noise around Session in the next coming month.
Amazing. Well, I'm already so impressed by it. So I'm really excited to see what comes next. But yeah, thank you so much, Nicholas, for coming on and talking, talking to us about our session. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe.